The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Wednesday, December 21st, 2022, season 18, episode number 94. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Thank you our, to our producer, Chris Beam, for bringing a little holiday cheer with some good Christmas music there. That was, that was good? That was pretty good stuff, okay. yeah. Yeah, a nice little beat to it. Do you like it? Sure. Sure? It was outstanding. What, okay, why, good. why is all this Grinch stuff? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just trying to make sure you're in a good mood I'm for fine. Christmas. You call me a Grinch. I know. I mean, sometimes you. Sometimes just, hello. It's not as people used to call me Saint Nick all the time. Like for other reasons, I'm Saint. I mean, I, for what other reasons? I just because I'm Saint. <laughs> that look on Amber's face. Saint, like, like, saint that? where? New like, Orleans what? Saint. <laughs> when do you ever put saint, saint with Nick? No. <laughs> uh, we covered the Saints last couple okay. years right. ago, right. and we may right. be there again. Welcome to the show. Yeah. We appreciate you guys joining us <laughs> today. We're talking Cowboys versus Eagles. Uh, today we're going to get into the Eagles offense versus the Dallas defense. Uh, we'll talk some more about this defense, too. I know J. Ron Curse had some things to say yesterday that I thought were really interesting. Uh, but let's start first. I want to look at a big, just the, the bigger picture around the Philadelphia game. I think all of us coming into maybe, let's say, two weeks ago, we had this game kind of circled on the calendar as this is going to be a real telltale game. It is going to be an important game. And then the Cowboys lose last weekend, and you're in a situation where basically Dallas has to win out, uh, and Philly has to lose out in order for you to, in order for Dallas to be able to have a shot at the uh, at the NFC East title. But despite all that, they actually already clinched a playoff spot. My question for you guys is: How important is this game at this point? Very important, very important, because you're not playing great football right now and you need you need to figure out I mean this is the time of year to start doing that and and I think that that I mean this is going to be a very very tough matchup and I I think it's I think it's it's important because and also you need to be the number five seed there's no doubt about it you've got to be the five the difference between playing at Tampa or Carolina or Atlanta or or whoever New Orleans is is way different than playing at Minnesota or San Francisco. Yeah. Really, Minnesota? Yes, really, Minnesota. No, I'm just messing with you. No, I, I think it's absolutely an important game. And the, the the problem that you're you know that you're running into is that you need to play like a team that's really desperate. You need to I, I'm one of these guys that always believes in the desperate team theory. And to Nick's point, you know, the Jacksonville game, the way it ended, it, it's a bad way. They had that game in hand. You're up. You know, the, the team, you know, you had them beat, and you just couldn't finish the game like you finished the game the week before. I think they need to develop some consistency the last three games. I think all these next three games are really – now, it, it might not be important as far as, um, you know, where it looks in the standings. I understand, like, Nick's right about where the seating is. You, you want to go to one of these – NFC South teams. You do not want to have to go back up to Minneapolis and let them figure all that out again. So to me, yeah. But you need to find a way to not just be spewing oil going into the playoffs. 
you know, you need That's to. That's a good way to put it. You yeah. Just, you need, yeah. I mean, it's a racing term. I yeah. mean, it, you yeah. don't, you, you know, you're, you're, you're running well all of a sudden, you know, the, the brake hub in the 24 hours, the Rolex 24 lets go and now you're not winning the race anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my experience of racing. And so to me, the Cowboys are in that same way. Yeah. They're probably not going to win the division, but finish this thing out. You know, if you can steal rest, whatever you have to do, I, I know. But you need to be playing your absolute best. You look at the teams that have had success in the playoffs, it's the ones that are scrambling their ass off. And there's that word ass again. That, you know, <laughs> you're scrambling your ass off to get into, you know, the postseason and you're battle tested and you every week is a playoff game. I kind of feel like the Cowboys need to treat these games like playoff games. You know, I mean, you know, find your best way, get some consistency, have something to be able to hang your hat on when you have to go play in that first round. To me, this game has been the most important game since I believe it was week six when they last played the Eagles. Since then, I've been looking forward to this game anxiously because they were so close. And I don't care who the quarterback is for them yeah. this week, and it does not matter. The Cowboys need to go out there and win. They're at home. If they don't win this, I mean, it just it does change your tune on what this team can even do in the playoffs. Or just yeah. talk about moral victories. This is exactly what this would be for the Cowboys. They need to lift their head up and beat them and beat them good. I don't – I. If they do, I don't want it to be a close game either. Like, yes, it'd be nice if they go out there and win, but it'd be great if they can just, like, take over them and show things that they haven't been able to show in the past two weeks, like areas of improvement, because then that gives you hope on what's to come, like, especially on defense. If they start doing certain things, even let's say it's a close game, but they do certain things like in the running game with the secondary, things that give you hope in, like, okay, there's some hope there. They can improve in the next few weeks, and then in the playoffs, they can be a lot better than what we've seen, especially this last week. So those are the things that I'm looking at, but they definitely need to go out there at AT&T Stadium and beat the Eagles. You guys think it's a realistic thing at this point at all? Even if, let's assume for a second that that Hurts is going to be out for one, two, maybe three games. Do you think it's at all realistic that Dallas can somehow pull three wins together and that Philly loses three, or is this really just playing for the fifth seat? No, I don't believe that. I don't. I don't believe they can do that. I mean, that you're basically you're saying that six things have to happen, mm. um, and really don't have to have six because Cowboys, one of them, goes, one of together, them yeah. goes together. Or but, two of them go together. But no, I, I, the, the, he just said it. You need they, they need to establish some consistency. I find it hard to believe the Cowboys could win three straight games at this point right now, especially when it, it's just it's just so hard to to keep everyone healthy. I'd have a hard time thinking that. And then I also think I don't think you go thirteen and one and then lose three in a row. I mean, the Eagles are a good football team, and they're not going to lose three. In a row. I, I'll say this, though, about that. I, I never thought I'd see a team come back from 34 points down in a football game mm-hmm. with five minutes left yeah. to go, and basically in the you know third, and all of a sudden they're rallying. That's the NFL. I always say the strange— You're talking about the Minnesota game. Yeah, so the, the, the strange know. lady yeah. thing. I mean, I, I just believe this. The, 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 the saving grace that you might have in this game or this the way this season's going to end— or could end. You get a victory, 
the Saints the following week are playing against Philadelphia. They're playing for a division yeah, title. They are, they are fighting to try it in a bad division. They're trying to get just – if they can find a way to get – you know three One game more, back is two more yeah. two Yeah, if they find a way to get two more victories, maybe they win this division. Mm-hmm. So you got the you got the Giants who beat the Commanders the other day. Now they're trying to play. Mm-hmm. You know, you got teams that aren't have the you know the U-Haul and uh, in the parking mm-hmm. lot, and they got one foot in the parking lot and one foot in the locker room. You know, you got teams that are legitimately playing the Eagles that are trying to win football games, and that's maybe you're not good enough. Maybe you're the you know maybe you're the Giants and you're not good enough, and maybe you're the Saints and you're not good enough. But that's at least your hope. And the Cow- but the, to, on the flip side though, the Cowboys also face those teams as well. Yeah. Tennessee will be fighting for exactly. a spot, yeah. and so are the Commanders. Washington. Yeah, so, so yeah, it, it works both ways. Yeah. So. Like you said, if you can find the consistency to beat these teams to get in, and all of a sudden you're on a high going in, and they're on a downward slide, you know that that that, that momentum is huge in the yeah. playoffs. It really, really is. I mean, and if Micah Parsons' analysis is right, then I guess the quarterback shouldn't really matter matter that whole lot. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying these. If it's scheme wise and what they're doing, just offensively with the kind of plays they're calling. It should still work for them. Well, but here's the thing, and that's that's the part I wonder about for Philadelphia, and we'll see how how hurt this shoulder is. Like I, mm-hmm. we don't really know. We'll find out a lot about that by how much they're willing to play him, and if they change what they do schematically. Because when you think about it, their scheme probably does have to change. I think what makes them so dangerous offensively is the fact that that quarterback can run, run. Yeah. Yeah. and he can run physically. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if if the shoulder really is a problem. Even if he plays, does it make them say, hey, we're going to call a few less of those plays where he's actually running the ball? And maybe he's going to run the ball a little bit differently. We've seen it with Dak. Nick, you talk about it all the time. Mm -hmm. In order for Dallas to be successful, Dak has to be the Dak from 2016 and 17 where he was an aggressive runner. He took what was there, and if you were coming to tackle him, you better bring your your hat, right? So it's, it's that kind of thing where it does make me think, are they will they have to change schematically what they're able to what they're doing offensively? And if they are, can they be as successful? Can they take advantage of all those opportunities and all those skill players that they have with a Gardner Minshew who doesn't give you that same running ability? Maybe some running ability, but not the same kind of running ability that Jalen Hurts does. I keep thinking back at the Houston game and them changing quarterbacks and kind of how, mm-hmm. what that did to the Cowboys defense. I mean, it, it threw them off completely, I think, for the Cowboys defense where they didn't really know how to answer against the switch at, at the quarterback position. So it just keeps – it's going to be a tough game. Regardless who, who goes out there and plays, it's just going to be a tough game for the Cowboys. I think the, the, the running quarterback gives them problems. I think it's the misdirection that gives them even more problems. I agree with that. I think it's the they, – they do not handle – movement going one way and then being able to react. They're they're so trained and go get it that movement gives them problems and all of a sudden movement turns into big linemen in front and pullers and you know guys like that. And so the running quarterback I mean you, you watch Hertz play, they got him hurt. I mean they did. They but as much as they run him they, they, you know, you you kind of figured something like this was going to happen. Sure. Yeah. That he's going to, you know, it might not be a separation or a sprint, whatever it is, but the way that they run him, like he's like a power. It's like a power running game with mm-hmm. him. It's a direct snap. It's pullers. It's him taking off running. You know, he breaks the pocket. He runs. What happens? He gets whacked in the middle of the field. Shoulder. Everything going into the ground. 
You know, that's your guy right there. And their offense, like you said, Derek, is based on his ability to take the ball and run it in certain situations. But if you're the Eagles, wouldn't you want to just sit him out? Like, you're in the playoffs already. Like, it doesn't seem smart. And I'm not saying Jalen Hurts, whether he wants to play or not, him as a player. You as a head coach and you as a team, wouldn't you want him to just sit down, heal, yeah, they put him in the situation. <laughs> they really did. Well, yeah, yeah but I mean, I, I think that 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 makes sense. The the only issue you still have to think about for them is they have seed. not clinched that number one seed, yeah. and the number one seed gets a huge advantage. They're the only team that won't be playing on wild card weekend, and so until they clinch that, if I were them, I would be like, we got to do, do that first, and so we got to give ourselves the best chance to Minnesota's win. Minnesota's still we can do there. That. Yeah, yeah, but but to her point is, is it better to sit now? and get ready to play next week against the Saints. You know, like, he sits this week. A lot can happen if, if Jalen Hurts sits this week and the Cowboys win, and then they go and say, okay, now he's better, he's, he's rested, he goes and, and they beat the, the Saints. If that happens, that scenario where they lose to the Cowboys without him and he goes and beats the Saints. They could rest him the next week. They could rest him the next week, yeah. and he wins the MVP. He wins the MVP right there because – you see the value of him. Does the same thing happen if they win this week? They get to put on those hats that you talked about right there mm-hmm. at AT&T Stadium. They, I think they may clinch at that point the number one seed. They get all that done this week, and then they got two weeks. But you're to, taking to, a huge three weeks. risk. You're three taking weeks, yeah. a huge risk. Let's say he Are injures. You? Yes, because he's already banged up, right? Well, it depends on how – Like that's that's the part. We don't know how serious this injury is. And so, yes, you're right. If it's a serious uh, injury, maybe regardless, so. I, mean, I know this. It, it if my shoulder hurts, hit. I don't want to throw it 50 times. Yeah. And I don't want to get hit again. And so then I, you're yeah. screwed for whatever is to come in the playoffs. I'm just saying, like, it, it just seems that the, the risk versus reward – doesn't seem worth it. If I'm them, I, it, let's say the same situation was happening with Dak. I would not want to play Dak this weekend. Sit him down, and let's see for next week. I'm just, I'm more on the let's let's be safe. I would be take I, a risk like that. If I was them, honestly. I would be confident they can win this game with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. I too. Yeah. That, Looking that, at what that, this defense this has is been doing. Of, yeah. This the, usually when you play the Eagles late in the year, three of their five offensive linemen are on the injured list. It's not the case. All five of these guys are clean and ready to go. You get Dallas Goddard back. You got Sanders, Gainwell, Boston Scott. You got running backs. You got the defense. It's, you know, Cowboys won four or five games. Cowboys beat Cincinnati with the backup quarterback. Uh, this team can beat you with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. That's, that's the thing. It's not like that they're, the Cowboys are dealing with a lot of stuff injury wise. This team isn't. And that's why they're, they got the record they do. And, and one of the reasons why they might think that is exactly what J. Ron Kirsch talked about yesterday with yeah. regard to the defense. We're going to yeah. take a first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of those comments and uh, and how right he is, or if you guys disagree. We'll talk about that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA equal housing lender credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. Get the hottest gifts in the game for the ultimate Cowboys fan. From jerseys to gift cards, the Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop has you covered. Stop by the nearest store or log on to .dallascowboys.com, a fanatics experience, and score a holiday shopping winning touchdown. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment brought to you by Blockchain.com. Let's talk about J. Ron Curse. He had some interesting comments to, that he made yesterday to the media about the defense. Uh, Chris, you, I think you have that pulled up for us. Let's take a listen. Right now, uh, you know, we talk about being the, one of the best defenses in the league. In the uh, past two weeks, we haven't shown it at all. So, I mean, you are what you put on tape. And, you know, at this point, uh, we, we, haven't, we haven't gotten the job done. We haven't gotten the job done at all. Uh, and just speaking solely from the defense, uh, you know, we scored 34 points on Sunday. Uh, we should we should come out with the victory. We should come out with the victory, and it should be a comfortable victory uh, if we claim to be the defense that that we think we are. That was uh, J. Ron Curse, uh, safety for the Cowboys, talking about the defense and their struggles over the last couple weeks. Um, it's kind of interesting to me that, and I, our show is included with this. Yeah, it, it seems interesting to me that coming out of this game, there's been so much talk about Dak Prescott, so much talk about Noah Brown. Uh, we talked about the coordinator yesterday. We've talked about a lot of different things. We've had some conversation about the defense, but quite frankly, I think Jaron Curse hit the nail on the head. That game on Sunday was about the defense not being what we thought they were, uh, because what we saw early in the season. 
They were yeah. giving up less than 20 points a game. Yeah, You're giving up that few points. 34 should be, again, a way to, to comfortably win this game. Question for you guys is, is it as simple as the personnel that, the personnel that they've lost, or do you think there's something deeper going on with this defense? I think the answer is both. I do. I do think that I'm. I, I'm not, never one to say, "Well, that's just an excuse about injuries." No, injuries matter. That's why people get paid differently in the league because some people are just better than others, and so it's okay to say that they're they're hurting, especially when you keep having the injuries at the same position. So it, it's a tough one at cornerback right now, and it's and it's been a struggle. But I do think, and I'll let Brian speak. To this even more about I, I think that teams have figuring out some ways to kind of neutralize Micah Parsons and neutralize the things that the Cowboys do the best. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I will say this for Jerron Curse, one of the most guttiest goal line stands I've ever seen to win a game. You know, and in, in, in a game that it was a one in eleven team you're playing, but you needed to find a way to win the that Houston game. game. Yeah. yeah, that game could have just been an absolute disaster if you lose that. Yeah. And the offense throws an interception and the ball's on the eight-yard line and you goal line stand to get them the ball back. So I see what Curse is doing here. He's a stand-up guy. This defense is really, really banged up. But the first half of the season, they've got you to this point. They've got you to the point where you're now in the tournament. You know, you won games with a backup quarterback because of your defense. This is about the offense now. I'll, I'll keep saying this, you know. When you're really beat up and compromised, somebody else has to pick things up. I need to hear offensive players saying, listen, we got to help our defense here. You know, they're beat up over there a little bit, but we'll pick this thing up. I I I heard drunk, I heard curse talking about defense needs to play better. I didn't hear anything about the offense needs to play better. I don't I, I don't, you know, they asked Dak the questions about turnovers and stuff. Oh, I need to be better. I need to stay, you know, don't need to be aggressive, need to think about things. You know, it's now time for the offense, you know, and they're they're too beat up to play the way they need to play. And and Nick, I appreciate you acknowledging the, the thing about how teams have figured some things out here. Absolutely. They have. They figured out that, you know what, we could paralyze this defense with with movement and with, you know, and with deception and counters and play with their eyes. And when they play with their eyes, the Cowboys aren't as good a defense because they're not always disciplined enough to play. And maybe that's the thing that bothers me the most about it because you're going to see teams continue to run counters and boots and waggles, and they're going to make you have to defend the whole field that way. But this is really about the offense now. It's about the offense not turning over the football and figuring out how to win these games when this defense is compromised because I don't think it's going to get any better. You'll have some guys like Bland and those guys probably play better, but some of these other guys they brought in need to step up as well. But also, too, Fowler, Armstrong, yeah, Bohanna. You, you guys have got to figure out something to not let blockers get up on these linebackers that are having problems too. You know, I was thinking – it came to my head. I'm like, okay, is what happened to the Cowboys offense last year in the second half of the year now happening to the Cowboys defense this year? Like on the flip side, you know how they, they were... Figure something out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. like the last year the offense was working really, really good. And then second half of the season, they just kind of weren't pro- producing as they should. And now that's not necessarily fair to say about the defense completely because you have to take into account... The amount of injuries. The offense last year was pretty healthy towards the end of the year. But you talk about being able to to respond differently with things that you've gotten a glimpse of 
throughout the season. For example, run defense. That has been the one problem that they consistently had since the beginning of the year. And they haven't necessarily – they've started to improve there, but it never really fully clicked to where they – have a definite solution to it and how to respond to how to stop the run. Now, you knew what you had with Kelvin Joseph. I mean, I just don't understand how you get to this point to where he was your best man available and you're playing him out there and now you're sitting here freaking what week is it into December? We're about to be in Christmas. You're sitting here in the end of December trying to have a cornerback competition. And again, not that you expected Anthony Brown to go down. Not that you expected expected Jordan Lewis to go down either. But you do expect everybody else that's down the line as a backup to be preparing as if the moment was to come. I mean, that's how I assume they handle these practices. You don't just dismiss the guys that are down the, the depth chart. You keep working them out. But the point is, like... <laughs> It sucks that we're sitting here about to have like a cornerback competition trying to figure out, okay, who's the best man to go out there? And they have addressed some things with the signing of some veteran guys, but it's just, it's the way that, and I love Dan Quinn, but I do feel disappointed right now because I, I thought so highly of him and I still do, but the way he's handled the past couple of weeks it's just, I expect the better from him. What did you What did you want different? Because I, I look at Dan Quinn and I'm like, he's trying. I, I think he he's is. trying and he throwing is. things. Like he knew the run defense was a problem. They went out. They got Hankins. Hankins gets hurt. Yeah. They the like he is. He's looking for solutions here. He's trying to figure out how to make it all work together. There, there's a time he had to move Micah the linebacker and made that move and then realized, well, we're not getting any pass rush when I don't have him at yeah. defense. So he's trying. I don't know what you would want him to do different. At some point, the players, Nick, you talked about this yesterday, some point the players just got to do their jobs, I, right? I, no, you're absolutely right. I think it comes down to the players and, and to the talent itself because you've seen Dan Quinn throw guys in there. You talk about Sam Williams when he was first thrown in there. He responded to that. He did good. You talk about Darren Bland throwing him out there. He responded to that, did good. Now, I guess, yes, I guess you do have to put it. More you got to give him credit talent. for Armstrong. They got rid Absolutely. of. Absolutely. They got rid yes. of. They got rid of, you know, they got Gregory. Gregory. And yeah. then they put, they say, well, hey, no, this guy's just as good. And so he has been. He's, yeah. he's had a great eye for the talent yeah, yeah. development, but I guess he might have missed, missed on Joseph. On, on yeah. Joseph. And he I think, honestly, on, yeah. it seems like he and, definitely missed on Joseph. Yeah. And that seems to me like that's one of those things where, and Brian, you've worked in personnel, so sure. you can speak to this, but you're not going to go 100%. And this is one where I, I bet right now the people that were in the room saying, I think we can get something out of Joseph or right now, like, yeah. man, we might have messed this one up. Like, it happens. Like, See, you're not going to go 100. That's, that's where, I mean, I yeah. come on this show and I'm like. I apologize, like, Dan Quinn. I love you. <laughs> I do. I just had to talk this out. But, yes, it comes down to the player and the talent that I'm not a fan of right now. Well, yeah. the, the thing about it is, I, I, as the former personnel guy, I'm saying, well, do this with Joseph. Do this with mm-hmm. Joseph. Do this, mm-hmm. and then you see things not work, and you're like, man, maybe they they that that was a mess up on our part. Mm-hmm. The personnel guys, we'll, we'll wear that one. We'll wear that one. But the thing about it is now, it's it's you know you need something to change, and now you really you're you're just searching for that change. I mean, they need to get back to being able to rush the passer. Mm-hmm. That's number one. That's their strength because I've said this before. If they don't rush the passer. 
they're a very ordinary defense because mm-hmm. their secondary can't hold up, especially with the way it's configured right now. It can't hold up well enough. And, you know, the other thing I'll say is just in this, this team in general, one thing I love about this coaching staff, and it goes offense, mm-hmm. defense too, they are not – we saw for a lot of years with Jason Garrett, they would have a player in, he would be struggling, and they would be like, Never I'm just going to keep going with yeah. him. And they'll keep He's, going with him. Yeah. And you're watching and you get a guy that's at that tackle that gives up six sacks in a game. Yeah. Like that happens, right? Yeah. The, what we've seen is it happened with, with Josh Ball. Yeah. He had those two mistakes. They were like, get somebody else in there. Like, yeah. let's let's get him out. Maybe he just needs to have a, yeah. a break. Yeah. Kelvin Joseph last week, two touchdowns. All right, get him out. We need yeah. to get somebody else in there. Yeah. I, I actually applaud the fact they're not going to just sit on it and say, well, somehow miraculously the guy's just going to play get better. better. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. get somebody else. And so for them to have a quarter, cornerback controversy, I mean, a, a cornerback competition at this point, it's not ideal. But it's better than the alternative of saying we're just going to trust that Joseph is going to get better. I'd rather them bring in these vets and say let's just throw what we can throw at it at this point and let's see how we can get better in this situation. But you're also you don't seem to care about what the what the draft pick status is, mm-hmm. and that not in terms of playing. Yep. Now in terms of keeping him, that's fine. Then that's always going to be the case. But you know, Chaz Green was a was a top 100 pick, and they wanted to see what he could do. And Kelvin Joseph is a second round pick, and you know it, it, it's not. It's not working out, and I don't think that anyone cares right now of what draft status it is. Even Jerry on the radio, when yeah. asked about him yesterday, said, "You know what? Sometimes draft picks take a little longer to to develop." He didn't call him a bust, but he said sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Even if you're a high pick, it takes longer for you to to develop. Yep. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about the Philadelphia offense versus the Dallas defense. We'll do that in just a moment. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Yes, sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to the break. Help Dak Prescott earn a $25,000 donation to his Faith Fight Finish Foundation by voting him for the 2022 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide. So make sure and go to your tweet and retweet hashtag WPMOY challenge followed by Dak Prescott through January the 8th. Vote Dak. Christmas back. Final segment of the break. Three Man of the Year awards here for the Cowboys. Nominees. No, I meant uh, overall. Oh yeah, and if they'll get down to the three finalists. No, no, he's no, talking about overall. Yeah, Stahlbeck, overall. Stahlbeck, eight eight oh yes, yeah, there've yeah. been three. Yes, three, three guys. Three. I think it's kind of cool when they have him on their jersey. Yeah, the Walter yeah. Payton guy on their jersey. I think that's a good, I kn- good touch. Yeah, I noticed that when he was getting picked up off the the ground and and like had a grass stain on it. And yeah, all that, and he was on the sideline <laughs> like, "Why well, we just lost the game?" And I, that's when I kind of <laughs> noticed it. <laughs> doesn't matter. I mean, no, he doesn't. And he got blocked in the back, but you're just gonna—you're not gonna let that one die, are you? He got blocked in the back. All right. Okay. I mean, he did. Welcome back. Final segment. Wouldn't of the matter. Break. They still lose by three. Yeah. Welcome back. Final segment of the break. Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's talk Philadelphia offense versus Dallas defense in this final ten minutes of the show. Uh, McCarthy said earlier this week that Dallas is going to prepare for both quarterbacks. My question for you guys, how difficult is that? How difficult is it when you have to prepare for two different quarterbacks, particularly at that position? I would prepare for Hurts first is what I would do. I would. I would try and, and, and just because that's going to be the harder of the prep. Because if all of a sudden, if you see that – now they can also gauge this. You know, you practice you know, yesterday, you practice today, you practice you – know, thir- you, so you're going to see during the week the progression of whether he practices or not. If Hurts keeps not practicing, yeah. then every day I'm going like preparing for two, preparing for two, preparing for one, mm-hmm. preparing for one. That's what I would do, just as I read the, the, the injury report. But the harder of the preparation will be for Hurts, so make sure you take care of that. You know, Nick Sirianni, uh, he, was, he was like, hey, he's, this guy's Wolverine. He's got superpowers. He can regenerate body parts. You know, I'm like, well, geez, put him out there for the U.S. military. I mean, heck, he can save the world, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, you can tell I don't really like Nick Sirianni very much. But the, the thing about it is, a lot of, I, think a lot of people I don't want to call him what his, uh, Shady called, uh, you know, our guy. So, But anyway. Yeah. I would prepare for Hertz. Let's get first. some ratings, Brian. Let's get some ratings. <laughs> I'm not all about. I'm, I'm about doing my homework to try and and, and I'll tell you actually what, watch games. Yeah, That's I good. actually watch games, and I do it for this show shut, too. Shut, this shut. is this is going to be tough though, and we all know this. We all, I mean, we we know the Philadelphia Eagles enough to know the AJ Browns and Smith at wide receiver, and you know what they bring. The offensive line, Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson. They they've they're they're outstanding. It's a it's a group that when they. With Hertz, it's a hard offense to stop because of the threat of the running quarterback. That ability just to take the snap on second and ten and run for a first down or break a pocket, you know. So it's about discipline, it's about it's about the ability, and it's very simplistic to say, but it's about tackling. It's about 
getting bodies to the ball and getting guys on the ground. And, you know, they got back. We'll see how much they get out of Dallas Goddard. But when we played the previous time, Dallas Goddard was the big screen pass guy. You know, that's people do not want to. Now, if Gardner Minshew is the quarterback, I will feel like that they're going to, you're going to see a lot of Sanders. You're going to see a lot of, of, of Gainwell, the running. I don't know if you'll see the quarterback run as much. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'll see the quarterback. Behind him is Ian Book. So you know they've got guys that can kind of do the offense, but I don't think you'll see the element of the quarterback running the ball like you do with Hurts. So if that's the case, then be ready for, uh, be ready for the backs, be ready for the screen game. They do a lot of combination routes. When I talk about that, it's the you know the vertical and then the outs behind it. They they kind of work little route combinations and they make it real easy for Hertz just to have to throw the ball and they kind of tick 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 down the field. And they can also hit you with the home run ball mm-hmm. with uh, with Smith. I mean he could he could fly. Brown yep. can get down the field. They're really good blocking up front. It's an athletic big line. The movement and all that will be a problem for you in this game. And and like I said, they're coming into this game really, really healthy other than at quarterback. You've watched, obviously, several games, Brian. I have. Them. Let me ask you this question. Let's assume it hurts plays. Yeah. Have you been able to – because I think right now he's playing on a level where he he's is really MVP good. status. Yeah. That is how he's playing right now. Yeah. People can say what they want to say about him. He's yeah. playing at that level. Right. Have you find an area, found an area of his game where you think – that you think is exploitable, and that's something well, that Dallas's defense can actually exploit. He, when he, when you have turnovers in games, you know, in this in this last game he, against the Bears, he threw two interceptions, and both of them were off balance, moving backwards, kind of not feet planted throws. Sometimes I, I'm not going to say he's going to get greedy, but sometimes he trusts his arm a little more than he probably should. So if you're trusting your arm, when he can stand there and throw, I feel like that's game on for him. But when you get him kind of falling back sideways, making him have to make a – he'll make some bad decisions. He gets away with some bad decisions too. Mm -hmm. But the Bears made him pay for a couple. But balls were floated into areas where – Bro, why'd you throw that? Yeah. You know, what were you looking at? Well, he was trying to make that almost like with Dak sometimes. We see Dak that, you know, he's trying to make the big play to Tony Pollard down the sidelines instead of hitting Noah Brown dragging underneath on third down to get the first. You know, he tries mm-hmm. to hit the I think that's the thing with Hertz. When his feet aren't set, I think it's a problem for him because he I don't know if he gets enough on the ball and then his decision making could be a little a little a little wonky there too. And we said it all along that you know with Diggs can cover, you know, pretty much anyone. It's that second receiver. You feel like that they have the best second receiver in the league in 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 Devontae Smith? Yeah, I the, or the, the combination. Yeah, the thing about the thing about the combination of the two but but I mean you just talk about the second receivers. I mean, they've played some teams that have had some good I mean, Minnesota I think has a couple of good receivers. But you're in a you're in a uh in this situation Smith is like he's so it's like he his routes are like big play routes. It's not like Oh, let's catch a screen and just kind of go. Or oh, it's a little slant. Or oh, it's just. It is like deep or across or down the field. And when he catches the ball, it's generally a big play. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing that makes him so great. At you know, at, at as a second receiver, you got a big old AJ Brown. It's going to just do a lot of the you know, inside stuff, catch the ball underneath. You know that kind of stuff. 
And then you got Smith that's just going to clear and go, and then they're going to take a shot because, oh, wait, we're covering A.J. Brown here. But all of a sudden you got the clear that's open, and now they hit the ball all the way down the field because they're getting the protection to throw the ball. So he he is outstanding just for the big play aspect of the I mean adjusting you know making those kinds of catches he's he, he's one of the best. Um, we've taken kind of a break from like the amount of penalties that the Cowboys yeah. have been getting. <laughs> like how you call it? We took a break. <laughs> a little one. <laughs> took a break. A, a tiny I one. called him out for that, so I might have to call him out again to keep <laughs> it going. My question for you was going to be like, do you think that on defense? Because now you're trying to make up for the type of game you put out last week and you're trying to get these guys and these guys are trying to like make plays, tackle the here and that. Do, do they now become a little more, uh, what's the word? Susceptible? Passive, accessible. I'm susceptible? Susceptible. susceptible. Yeah, there you to go. making those types of mistakes that now you're kind of drawing penalty calls on yourself. Yeah, I was really worried about, uh, you know, uh, with Joseph playing in press coverage. You know, I was really kind of worried about him if getting holding penalties and things like that. I was checking to see real quick if you, if I knew who the crew was for this game. Because sometimes I could tell. Because last week's game, the, these, the, the official Sean Smith's crew was very much – Unnecessary roughness. They had one of those. Mm-hmm. You had one of those in the game, you know, with Williams. They were very much defensive holding and defensive PI. And they were also OPI, offensive pass interference, which they didn't call in the game at all. There was a couple of different opportunities mm-hmm. where they could where they could have definitely uh, you know taken they could have called it on Jacksonville for a push off. I felt like Joseph got pushed. There were a couple different times. Routes Kirk got Kirk pushed one time that they could have they could have called. So, uh, yeah, it just makes me wonder. It, it, I think it's a lot. Of, it's a lot to do with with what the crew is. What the crew's going on. I, I mean, I think that that's a uh, yeah. They don't have the crews up yet. Who's who's reffing this game yet. yet? So, but yeah, but you know, tomorrow we'll come in here or we'll talk about it, and I'll be able to tell you like, hey, you need to worry about these penalties this week. But I think the Cowboys have done a really good job. The, the pre-snap stuff, that's the stuff I think that kills this team a lot. About 28 penalties in three games in November, including 13 in the, in the uh, yeah. Thanksgiving Day game. But three games in November, 28 penalties. Mm. Three games in December, uh, nine? Eight. Eight, eight. yeah. yeah. yeah Alex yeah, Kemp is the referee. They, they Alex Kemp? Yeah, they took a break But, but sure. my thing is, yes. my reasoning or thought in this whole thing is because you're, you know this is a huge game for you. Now you're maybe just trying too hard to make the play or whatever word. Now you become a little reckless in that aspect to now you're drawing some pen, un, like unnecessary penalties on yourself. It just, just the thought that... In case some of these younger guys or whatever, uh, where that could maybe become a problem again, even though they've taken a short break from that. You know, another thing about this Cowboys defense, um, the last two games they've given up their, they've they've allowed their opponents to have a season high in third down percentage. Houston Mm -hmm. at 46.7, that barely was the most, but then Jacksonville 66.7. Wow! So, yeah, eight out of twelve. Yeah, you ain't gonna win a lot You're of games. Getting off the field. Yeah, and so you know, and that, and a lot of that too is is the running to keep it manageable. Yeah, stay ahead of the chains, mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, it's kind of a, one of those cliches we always talk about, but in this case, it's 
staying ahead of the chains works for teams that are playing the Cowboys right now. Yeah, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow. We're going to jump into Philadelphia's defense versus the Dallas offense, and we're going to wrap it up. It's going to be our final show of the week before we head into Christmas. Uh, So make sure you join us. Uh, We'll get you guys ready for Cowboys Christmas Eve versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagles, and this has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!